Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Misty Mountain Legends. I am Luke Kimbrough. And I am Anna Kimbrough. Hello, welcome, welcome. So glad oh, to you. have you all listening, and so glad to have you here, Anna. It's, it's always so nice to have you around. Yeah, well, I, I hope so, because you kind of live with me. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty great. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to episode two. Uh, we are continuing the long shot that I am running, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons long shot, I should clarify, that I'm running for uh, for Anna here. Uh, just Anna. She is, this is a duet, as it would be, or one DM, one player. It's a good time. I think so far it's going really well. Uh, do you think it's going so pretty well so far, Anna? Uh, well, we've all, we've only done one episode, so I think it's hard to, to tell. I already have a horse named Tortilla, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'd say that's a win. <laughs> There's nobody to keep my chaos in check, so it's an interesting time. Yeah, because you're just going around making chaos as you go, so... Yeah, and there's no other players to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. Like, maybe you shouldn't stick that liquid that you just found in your mouth and discover it's a sleep potion (laughs) the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's great. It's just unfiltered anarchy. I love it. Anarchy. Anarchy. That kind of works. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so yeah, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Let's put on our fantasy hats once more. And let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Quick little recap. Anna is playing as Aleda. Aleda is... Tell, tell us about Aleda again, just so everyone can have a refresher of, of what you'll look like. Okay, Aleda is an Air Genasi level 12. Uh, she has nine levels in Ranger and three levels in Druid. I focused on Fey things. So she's Fey Wanderer and uh, Circle of the Shepherd, which has some Fey elements to it. And um, so because she's Air Genasi, she's got blue skin, whitish blue hair, kind of looks like a breeze is constantly around her, kind of looks like wind, <laughs> um, disheveled. And uh, if you listen to the first episode, you probably picked up on the fact that she is not the best with people. Um, she has lived in the woods with Lady Pinto Bean, her doggin. A, a dog who has dragon wings and uh that is her only friend <laughs> for for many reasons but mostly because she's not good with people and uh not yeah not very social which we learned last episode thank you for reminding us about Aleda. Uh, and now we pick up with Aleda having been contacted by the good king rolf stonesworn who is the king of Haldshore, the country where you reside. Uh, He got in contact with you because his child, his 12-year-old son, has been kidnapped by some unknown assailant. Uh, 
taken in the middle of the night to who knows where. And so you have acquired a horse and you have acquired the initial part of your payment with more money to be given to you. I believe 10,000 will be given to you upon successful return of the child. Yes, and I was already given 1,000. Yes. Did did I have any gold besides that? I didn't write anything down. Well, I believe it just in general role play standards, the conversation occurred between you and Lady Pinto Bean where it clarified that you have very little gold. Yes, but I would assume that I have at least some. Like, I would say, I mean, you roll a d20 and that's how much gold you have. Oh, gosh. One. I rolled a one. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. You have one gold. So you have 1,001 gold, one gold now. Yeah. Our funds have... <laughs> We were getting pretty low. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Lady Pintavine has expensive taste. Yes, she I don't likes blame her. She likes meat. What can yep. I say? So, uh, you've acquired a horse tortilla, who is a pinto breed horse with kind of speckled sort of uh, fur and whatnot. Very cute. And last we left off, you had left the castle and mm-hmm. you were making your way east, uh, where you were told as this is your only lead, that they saw this assailant, this kidnapper, dressed all in black, was heading towards the east. Uh, Good King Rulf uh, advised you check in with the various villages along the way to see if anyone had perhaps saw them. And that's really all you've got so far. So let's jump right in. Leaving the castle on the back of Tortilla, your horse... With Pinto sitting on Tortilla's rump, you ride quickly into the countryside. Your only lead is that whoever took Destrin was seen heading east from the city. And as you turn back behind you, you can see the towers of the city slowly getting lost behind the branches of the forest around you. Do you want to do anything as you travel? Well, I think I would be looking for a trail left behind by this person, but it has been at least 12 hours, right? Roughly, yeah. Like anywhere between 10 to 12. Okay. I mean, I'm looking for any obvious signs left behind by this kidnapper. Uh, You know, keeping an eye out for any ambushes, anything like that. But I'm I'm moving quickly. I'm not wasting time. Gotcha. All right. Uh, So go ahead and give me a... This will just be a straight perception check. That is a 24. Whew, okay. So, uh, as you're just kind of trying to keep an eye out, just kind of vaguely looking around, you can see what looks like deep hoof prints from a rider traveling quickly and as hard as they can. Uh, the hoof prints have gone deep. Well, I say deep, like a couple inches into the earth, uh, really leaving a mark. And you would very quickly assume this to be the hoof prints from the rider. Uh, who left as not many people travel that quickly down these roads or these parts. Well, speaking of that, is this road well-traveled? It is a fairly well-traveled, um, fairly well-traveled road there. This is the road that is the quickest route to get to uh, the land of eternal rain, uh, which is, as I believe I've mentioned an area that has been raining nonstop, for over a few hundred years now. So like that area in Breath of the Wild? 
Yeah, the, yeah, that's got those called? weird mushroom tree yeah, things. Yeah, and you have to do something to make it stop raining. I don't remember. Yeah, that. and you can't wear metal gear. You can't <laughs> yeah, wear because you get metal. struck by lightning. Okay, yeah, that's a that's, tangent. But that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Yeah, where it's just constantly downpouring rain. Okay, yes. that's annoying. Uh, am I going to get struck by lightning if I? Well, actually, I don't wear armor, so I don't need to worry worry about that. <laughs> do you have a metal sword? No. <laughs> no, it's all it's all very very sharp wood. Very, very sharp. It actually does an extra d4 for splinter damage. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh so no, you won't have to, like, you know, you won't have to worry about getting struck by lightning or anything like that. Unless, you know, I roll super weirdly on a, a table that allows for multiple weather events to occur. But that's neither here nor there. Well, mm-hmm. very potentially there. But we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I am I am hurriedly making my way down this road. What next? <laughs> Perfect. We'll just go ahead and do a quick jump cut to a few hours later. Okay. Uh, Your travels lead you through a variety of landscapes, lush forests that you're very familiar with, open fields of grass and flowers that are pretty, but leave you feeling a bit vulnerable without the tree cover around. Uh, Rolling hills that progressively get larger and larger with every mile that you travel. And after nearly a whole day of travel, you come to a small town um, that you know to be called Wells. Wells. Yes. Okay. Have sur- I been here before? Um, I don't know. Go ahead and, uh, you know what? Just give me a history check. It's going to be a weird way to decide if you've been here before. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Cool. Yes. You have been here before. Okay. Yes. So you know this town fairly well. Uh, you see it's surrounded by thick, but stocky walls not especially tall uh that are a mix of stone wood and uh this plaster like material uh approaching the gates you can see rivers just flowing with water that go all around this town at the base of these walls uh and make two large rivers along the side of the path as you get closer Leading up to the gate, you can see that the path gets steeper as though trying to stay above the water that rushes around. Uh, And you know this to be the telltale sign that you are getting closer to the land of eternal rain. Does everything in the town seem to be going as normal? Like nobody's waving for help, nothing's on fire, like just a normal day. It looks to be a normal day. You see a few other travelers walking through uh, and inside the town. It's a a lively place with people going about their day. Um, You see other adventurers, travelers restocking their rations. uh, And you see a group of goblins and kobolds wearing brightly colored garments, putting on a trapeze-esque performance uh, to a growing crowd of people. And that's just kind of what you see as you walk into the main gates. So what do you do that now that you're in here? Uh, Pinto, are you getting hungry? What time of day is it? (laughs) Uh, It's a little bit before uh, dinner time. Okay. Pinto, are you getting hungry? 
yeah, no, I'm, well, that's I, kind of a silly question. You're always hungry. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <clears throat> food. Food. Okay. Uh, why don't you use your good little sniffer and sniff us out something good? Oh, that's a nat 20. Wow. <laughs> Lady Pinto Bean sniffs real well. She goes, <laughs> this way. And she hops down off of uh, Tortilla's rump uh, and begins walking towards a, a, a quaint looking wooden building uh, that's okay. got a stone base. But uh, it looks to be a, a fairly nice tavern. Okay. Uh, is there somewhere to tie up my horse? Yes, there are various, like, kind of, you know, the Wild West kind of uh, posts out front where other horses are tied up, uh, and you can tie yours up as well. All right. Uh, I tie up my horse, Tortilla. Tortilla. <laughs> tortilla. And then <laughs> um, I will uh, slink into this tavern. I do not want to draw attention to myself. I kind of want to be like Aragorn, you know, in that uh, scene where he's uh, kind of like sitting in the shadows, smoking his pipe. Like, I want to be that kind of vibe. Okay, okay. So very edgy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so how, then how do you walk in? You said you slink, but describe des- describe how that looks. Um. Well, is Pinto already walking in? Well, she can't. Someone has to open the door for her. So I'll open the door and kind of look in first to see if it's very filled with people. What is the situation going on inside before I even walk in? Um, since it's, you know, getting closer to dinner time, it's starting to get pretty full. There's still quite a few tables that are empty, but I mean, there's about, uh, you would wager around 20 tables in here. It's a good sized uh, tavern. Okay. Uh, and about 14 of them have people at them. And then there's people at the bar as well. Uh, there is one table that has one chair in it in the corner with the chair face like in the corner so the person sitting there can face out. Uh, no other chairs around that table. It's especially dark in that corner um, as if uh, to provide some place to look edgy. Okay, okay. I'm going to like slide in to the in through the door, you know. Got it open just wide enough to let both of us in. And then I let it close behind us softly and then kind of like move along the edge of the wall to the table. All right. If if you're trying to do that, I'm going to need a stealth check. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. Um, Okay. Let's see. That's a 14 plus eight. So 22. (laughs) Yeah. No one pays you any mind as you uh, just kind of move in. Um, is there an extra chair for Pinto that I can grab from another table? Uh, yes, there is. Okay. I'm going to pull up a chair beside me and then out of my pack, I'm going to pull out her cloak and just kind of like throw it over her. So there's two, like her little snout. I'm just picturing her little snout is sticking out from the hood (laughs) of the cloak. (laughs) Yeah. You can see her little snout. She's got her tongue out. She's just kind of (laughs) like breathing like dogs do. She looks happy. She's like she she seems ready for food, uh, and she is not nearly as edgy as mm-hmm. you are trying to be. <laughs> this cloak is your attempt at trying to make her appear a bit more edgy than she is. I shove a pipe in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
just it's not like, like it doesn't have anything in it. No, just... it doesn't. It doesn't have anything in it. It's just for show. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a pipe that I have never used that I have in my mouth currently. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever smoke just no. for aesthetic purposes. Yes, I th- oh. I feel like I smoked one time as as a younger <laughs> as a younger folk and. Uh, immediately threw up from the experience and never again but i do appreciate the aesthetic of it so (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it cool uh well you put the hood on lady pinto bean and she's just like (laughs) and like has the pipe in her mouth and she's like i want to order food barkeep uh, no, and she just yells for no. the barkeep for uh, one of the uh, uh, tavern winches, I suppose. It's a good way to say that. Dang it, Pinto. We were going to scope it out first. I'm hungry. I would okay, like food. We I can scope while too. we eat. But if we're eating, then you're going to be focused on the food. and I am focused on food right now. <laughs> you're always focused on food. That that it's is... gonna ruin our dark and mysterious mood, okay? Oh, it's too late. There's someone's coming over now, and you Ugh. do in fact see uh, a wood elf woman uh, dressed very simply. She's got a, a long flowing skirt on, kind of like a cream colored blouse, wearing like a a vest over top of it, uh, and she kind of pulls out like a little notepad and a piece of charcoal, and she says, uh, "Um, what what can I get for you too?" Uh, and Pinto pipes up, meat, steak, whatever, whatever you got. Um, uh, and the what elf woman kind of jots it down. Uh, and for you, and she nods to you. Uh, um, do you have any stew? Uh, yes, uh, we've got a bit of a kind of a veggie stew today. It's a uh, it's our vegan option. Ooh, um, okay. But we uh, do also have a sort of a. Uh, Oh, it's a bacon and a kind of a bready stew. There's some uh, toasted bits of bread that uh, we throw in there along with the bacon. It's rather good. Okay. It's got a beef broth base. With bacon. Mm, I'll just have steak. Two steaks for the table. Anything to drink? Do you have clean water? Ah, yes, yes, yes. And Pinto says, uh, I would like an ale. No. <laughs> Why? Because you are a dog. And um, yeah, we, we got to stay on focus, ma'am. We cannot be drinking on a job. Fine. And she just says, a, a water then. Uh, and so the wood elf writes down two waters for the table. And she says, thank you. I'll, be, I'll bring those right out. And she walks off back to the bar to put in your order. Okay. Um, so while your food's being prepared, what are you doing? Uh, eavesdropping (laughs) as best as I can. Uh, I kind of just want to know if there is anything that, uh, any gossip about recent events, maybe somebody has come through here potentially and caused a ruckus. Uh, that's, that's really what I'm listening for. Okay. Go ahead and give me a perception check. 19. Gotta pull up Pinto for her. 
Perception. She rolled with disadvantage because she's hungry. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So the 19, you hear, um, you hear a half orc man who is covered in kind of a gray soot as though he's been working in a smith shop or something like that. Uh, He, you see him just down a mug of ale uh, and he's just talking very loudly about uh, having a a wealthy customer come in and uh, order multiple swords uh, for some sort of uh, thing going on. He ordered a few dozen swords and uh, he paid under the table. So some sort of nefarious deals going on, but that's not exactly what you were looking for. It's not? No, that's not what you were looking for. Though that sounds nefarious, that's not exactly what you were looking for. Interesting. Hinto, did you hear that? Uh, uh, no. You're what? Is there food? Uh, no, this guy was just talking about how he's making shady deals to sell lots of swords, which is probably something that we need to check up on coming back through here because, hmm, who wants all those swords? Are they planning something bad? Probably. Especially if it's a... Anyway, okay. Uh, hmm. That's all I heard? Uh, yeah, the rest of the conversation you hear are just people talking about just general sort of gossip like, oh, do you hear about Janine? <laughs> I heard she ran away with that Miller boy. Uh, interesting, but not what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I w- we'll wait for the, the waitress to come back with the food. She brings waters out for you, and then about 10 to 15 minutes later, she brings the steak out for you both. Uh, and it's 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 real good steak. Uh, it's, you know, nothing like super fancy, but it's definitely good. It, I mean, it's steak, so. Well, when she brings it out, I would like to ask her, so is this town, do you get a lot of people passing through here? Oh, um, it depends. Uh, we do get quite a few folks uh, daily passing through. Many people, uh, a lot of fishermen going into the land of eternal rain, often going for fishing. That's really what they do. But we get a few adventurers and travelers who are looking to find secrets that are there. Though I suppose most, I, I call it the land of eternal rain, though if you're, for most people, it's just called the washed. But yeah, we just get there, traveler. So, did you happen to see someone pass through here? Probably yesterday. After, well, would have been. I guess it would have been yesterday. Uh, carrying a human-shaped package. Uh, she kind of like looks at you weird for a moment and uh, kind of rubs her chin for a second and thinks. Says, no, I can't say I have. I've, I've been here for the most part all day. Is there anybody who would watch out for interesting folk passing through that might be a, a problem? Like a like a community watch? 
she kind of she looks at you and thinks and then says kind of nods her head in a very uh, ah yes i know exactly who to tell she says you should probably look for uh Erstgird. um she's uh she's a bit of a strange woman uh, but she is as keen as any hawk uh, she sees a lot and she knows often more than the town guards do about the goings-on of the town um she usually stays in a, a small building uh, just kind of a uh, built on top of the wall in the east near the uh, eastern gate um that's where I would find her. She'll probably have a better idea than I would about someone passing through with a human-shaped package. Mm. Okay, great. Thank you. Ah, you're very welcome. Can I get you anything else? Mm, just the check? Do, do you take check? I don't have a oh, card. It, uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be two, uh, two gold. Okay, I pay her three. Uh, she takes it and uh, nods to you and thanks. Um, and then walks off to serve other customers. Meanwhile, Lady Pinto being like, oh, this, is, this is really good steak. Um, and just chats is anybody, down. Is anybody looking at us weird? Um, give me another perception check. 25. 25. All right. Um, here, let me roll a thing to determine oh gosh oh dang it dropped a die oh no i've ruined the podcast oh god no what are you doing i've dropped so many dice oh goodness there we go uh no no one's looking at you Mm. okay cool so we'll finish up our meal and then try to go find this erstgird erstgird yes a dwarven woman okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna go find her Cool. All right. So you enjoy your steak uh, and leave. Uh, as you uh, leave and you get up from this corner table, you see um, a young man wearing a jet black robe with a hood, carrying a wicked sharp sword, uh, who, as soon as you get up, quickly takes that seat. Uh, and pulls his hood down in front and kind of puts his feet up on the table um, as if he's been waiting for you to leave so he could have that spot. I I assume I see this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you can actually see just under the hood, he's got a scar going across his right eye. Okay. Uh, I give him a nod, like, <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks back at you and just kind of nods with his hood and... Uh, does his best to look as edgy as possible. Um, can I find can I find the the uh, waitress, barmaid, whatever she is, and tell her, hey, do you guys um like do you do birthday songs? You know, where you all come out and clap and sing for the birthday kid. <laughs> I, I love where this is going. <laughs> uh, she uh, she's not. She says, ah, we do. Yes. Uh, why do you ask? Is it a birthday? It's not my birthday, but um, that guy in the corner, it's his birthday, and he's really shy about it, but I think it would just make him feel really special if y'all sang him happy birthday. Um, I just, like, he's not going to ask for it, you know, but, like, I think it would just make his day. 
Oh, uh, of course, of course, yes, we can absolutely do that. Uh, and she runs off. She grabs a few other uh, servers uh, <laughs> and gets together. Uh, and they then start walking towards him and start clapping and start singing just like the most obnoxious birthday song you've ever heard. While And they light some candles and they place them on the table. It lights up that corner nicely. And the guy just looks like dumbfounded as all of this occurs he just looks like no my plan no 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 and that's what you hear as you walk out the front door great (laughs) take a a point of inspiration yay (laughs) that was so good okay so now i'm gonna go find this earth skirt I love the un- raw, unfiltered chaos that you're causing. It's so good. Oh, perfect. Ah. So as you go towards where you were told you could find Erskert, uh, the town is still, there's people milling about, and uh, the sun is just slowly starting to get closer and closer to the horizon. Um, and as you get to Erskert's home, you can see out on a kind of like a, a large stoop, not really a porch even, uh, but there is a dwarven woman uh, with a rather large beard. Uh, because, you know, stereotype, all dwarven women have beards. But she's out there. She's in a rocking chair. Uh, and there is a small two-headed cat just on her lap, just purring away as she pets both of the heads. When I see the cat, I tell Pinto, uh, you may want to hang back on this one until we know whether that cat is friendly because... Um... Cat? Oh, no. Cat? There's, is there a cat? <laughs> and she start, looks around. She's like, oh, I, you know what? I bet you they're friendly. They've got to be friendly. Pinto, I know that you love all animals, but cats particularly just have a thing against dogs. You know this. And it's it's I I know I know you want to be friends with everybody, but sometimes not everybody wants to be friends with you. She, as you say that, she like her tail stops wagging. the The nub of a tail that she has (laughs) stops wagging. She kind of looks sad. (sighs) Fine. And she like, you know, her head hangs low with her ears laid back. Listen, I have a very important job for you. I need you to watch Tortilla and make sure that she stays safe. Can you be friends with Tortilla while I go talk to this dwarven woman? Uh, While her head doesn't perk up, her little nub of a tail wags a little bit. She's like, okay, fine. (laughs) Uh, And she kind of uh, walks over and hops on Tortilla's back and they apparently start a conversation. Okay, so I, I walk up to this uh, Erstgird and say, uh, hello there. Oh, hello there, young woman. Um, what, what can I do for you? Uh, I have been told that you are the person to see about anyone mysterious, interesting, possibly nefarious passing through this town. Uh, she kind of like eyes you up and down um, while petting the two cats' heads mm-hmm. uh, and says, mm, I might be 
You might be? I might be. Okay, well, what would make you definitely be? Um, what, what, uh, what, uh, what hot gauze do you have for me? Uh, Janine ran off with that Miller boy. <laughs> oh, I know that. That's old news. That <laughs> happened a few hours ago. I am fully aware of that. Um... If you can offer me some gossip that I don't know, I'll be happy to tell you whatever. Did you, do you know what happened in the castle? She kind of eyes you and says, tell me. I might know. Well, you'll definitely know if I tell you, won't you? She kind of squints her eyes and there's a coy smile. It's like, oh, you clever, clever. Very well. Tell me what happened in the castle and I will tell you uh, what I know. The king's son has gone missing. Ooh. Uh, and she kind of leans down and uh, whispers to the cats. Uh, and they go, Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm, well, I, uh, no one passed through the town, but through my back window I can see over the wall, and I did see a, a fellow dressed in dark clothing much earlier today. Uh, they had a large package strapped to the back of a horse. Uh, they rode straight into the washed, uh, taking the boardwalk as far as I could see them. Oh, I do tell you, something might be nefarious going on. I did see the young Collins boy sneaking out of the window of the Fallows' home. He weren't carrying anything, though, so I don't think he was stealing nothing. I think uh, the young Fallows' daughter might have uh, given him a gift, if you know what I mean, wink, and she winks at you. Okay, you know what? That's more information than I needed. Uh, here, I toss her a coin. Says, oh, thank you. I don't need this, but I'll take it. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> and uh, I leave. <laughs> don't, <laughs> I don't want any more of that awkward gossip. From <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So you've uh, gotten another lead. What do you do? Uh, and it's it's late now, right? It's getting dark. Yes, it's starting to get dark uh, slowly. Now, it's like at this point around 7.30. How tired is my horse? Can I keep going? Give me an animal handling check okay. to see if you can tell. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, that is going to be a 27. Oh my gosh, what is your animal handling? Plus eight. Listen, you have asked me, everything that you have asked me to roll so far has been one of the ones that I am in proficient or have expertise in. What are you not proficient in? A lot of things, actually. But you, you got to remember, it was your choice to make me level 12. Oh, yeah. No, like I knew this was going to be a thing. So, all right. Well, cool. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you could tell your horse is pretty tired. Uh, you would not be. Able, you could tell you probably wouldn't want to like run them as hard as you have been running them today. Uh, but tortilla seems like they could keep going, but is still pretty tired. 
Okay, I'm gonna just I'm going to find uh somewhere to stay. Uh, I would like to look for a good place to camp outside of the town. I don't want to be in the town, uh, but I don't think that it's safe or a good idea to go into the wash where it's currently raining forever and make camp there. Ah, yes, you would be very right about you know you know as a little time you can spend in there the better. Uh, all right, cool. Well, in that case, um, yeah, you're able to leave the town. This is not like one of those towns that has like some super crazy guards or anything. They just kind of nod at you as you leave and wish you luck on the road. Uh, but yeah, you're able to get out and uh, just give me a uh, survival check to find a good place to camp for the night. 21. Perfect. Yeah, you're good. Um yeah. So what does setting up camp look like for you? Give us a, paint us a word image. A word image. So we find our spot and I, Pinto does her little circling around and kind of like using her nose to brush aside things that she doesn't want in her space. Um, you know, nesting as mm-hmm. she does. And I start to set up our little tent and she climbs in with me and we all we all snuggle up and i've got tortilla loosely you know she's not gonna run away but she's loosely tied up and i made sure that she's been fed and everything and then we we snuggle up in the tent but it's a little bit difficult to snuggle up with pinto because the wings get in the way and we end up, you know, nose to nose and in ed- of <laughs> struggling with words. Inevitably, inevitably, <laughs> inevitably, we end up nose to nose. And that means that I get, you know, wet nose all the time, like dripping from her dripping. And it's it's a mess. And we, we fuss over it. And I turn over and she turns over and she kicks me in the back. And then. I shove her and she grunts at me and then she crawls on my tummy and we all fall asleep. Nice. <laughs> That's an every night thing that happens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love it. And you find her in the morning with her ring, her wings splayed out like over top of you and both all four feet just straight up in the air kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And she's doing her <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Excellent. Uh, well, yeah, perfect. So that's, you have a very uh, restful night. Uh, you get a the long rest, as it were, uh, as does the pinto bean. And so you wake up the next morning feeling refreshed and ready to continue this search for the young Destrin. All right. So are you heading straight to the land of eternal rain or the washed Yes, uh, since Erstgerd <laughs> told me she had a clear view of this person entering, going straight down the boardwalk, I believe is what she said, mm-hmm. uh, then that is exactly what I'm going to do. Perfect. All right. So you make your way towards the washed. And the town of Wells is only half a mile away from the entrance to this land and it's fairly open fields a little forested area around it but 
there's a hard cutoff to where it stops raining. Uh, and the area around is marshy and wet. Uh, and the only way to really get close without you know, getting totally soaked or muddy is by taking a boardwalk that's been constructed over the years, uh, constantly needing to be fixed and replaced as the wood starts just getting waterlogged and soggy. And so you take this boardwalk and it leads you over this marsh with rushing water as all this water that's coming down has to go somewhere. And you cut, get through this clearing in the trees and you can see just this wall of rain, just dark clouds above, but directly above you, it's clear. Not a cloud above you, but right where the rain starts, just dark clouds and rain falling as hard as can be, raining cats and dogs, raining buckets, all of that. Do we have to dodge the buckets? Uh, yes, give me a dex. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just raining heavily. What do you do? Well, surprisingly, I'm going to move forward. Oh, shocking. I didn't know if you wanted to like prep anything or prepare anything like that to get super soaked. Uh, do I have an umbrella? No. <laughs> okay. Did I see anyone selling umbrellas in Wells? You did. Okay, I'm going to go back and buy <laughs> <laughs> So you make your way back to Wells. Um, and an umbrella costs uh, five gold. Okay. I'm going to get two to um, just in case something happens to one of them. Just to just have a backup, you know. Yeah. Always be good to be prepared with a backup. That's smart. It's a good idea. Two umbrellas in my inventory. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So you now have some umbrellas. You make your way to the wash. Uh, as you get closer and begin to make your way in, Pinto kind of stops before walking into the rain. She says, are you, are you sure we have to go in? Yes, Pinto. I know you don't like getting wet unless it's in a river and you can jump around in it. But... This is our only option, and you're gonna stink, and it's gonna be miserable, but we gotta do it. <sighs> Fine. Uh, and she <laughs> takes her wings and does her best to cover her head with them, and you walk into this wall of rain. You're immediately hit by just downpour of rain. You have to kind of brace the umbrella as this just force of water uh, rains down on top of you. Uh, the umbrella holds and you're able to stay dry for the most part with uh, your legs that are kind of stretched out over Tortilla's back get a little damp. Mm. Um, and Tortilla looks pretty upset at the whole situation, um, but continues onward. Okay. Now, what you see as you look around you that uh, inside of the washed, you see the forest that resides in this land is unlike any other forest in Moral One. 
the tree's roots are thick and full as they continually absorb water. Uh, the leaves are waxy and prevent water from getting stuck amidst um, the thick foliage that creates the canopy above. Uh, the trunks are wide and round at the base, but slowly get thinner and more wiry as they grow taller, creating a sort of strange teardrop-esque shape. It's very strange place. All the trees are wide enough that it would take at least three of you to wrap your arms around uh, the smaller ones. What I'm going to need you to do is I need you to make a survival check to see if you can follow the path as this is going to be a bit of a hard check as the boardwalk is not as malleable as earth so finding footprints will not be as easy so i rolled a 10 total so i think i'm going to go ahead and use that inspiration i just got Uh, that's probably (laughs) a good move since you just said it was going to be a hard check um and that is a 15 total it's really hard to gauge you know you can't see foot hoof prints in the wood so you're unsure as to where the trail continues uh you know this boardwalk goes pretty deep into the forest um but you also know there's places where uh people can hop off as you have been through here before uh it was a while ago but you know there are hidden paths for the more knowledgeable. Okay. Uh, I am going to look for a tree that is um, has a good view. <laughs> and then I'm going to cast Speak with Plants for, uh, yeah, I'm going to cast Speak with Plants. All right. So you just get a, a tree that looks like it's got like kind of a good area around it to see things. Yeah, that would be able to tell if someone took, you know, went off the path a good ways farther up or back. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just oh. trying to, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So you, what is, how does it, what does it look like when you cast this spell? Well, uh, do you, like, what do I do to cast this spell or what, what do you mean by that? Like, like, what is it? Yeah. Like, what do you, like, what do you do? What does it look like? What does the spell when it's cast look like for, uh, Aleda? Uh, I walk up and knock on the tree (laughs) and say, hello there. (laughs) Excuse me, kind tree. Uh, as you do that, the tree begins to croak and groan. And slowly you hear, oh my god! What? Sentience! Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, um, I know. Uh, Um, hello, hi. Um, I know that, you know, suddenly having this this awareness and sentience is not normal for you, but you only have it for 10 minutes. So I would like to quickly ask you if you have seen anyone pass through here that was on a horse and I point to tortilla, this is a horse, something like this carrying something like me. 
That was probably wrapped up. I, um, okay. I've got some questions. What is, what is minutes? What is 10? Uh, okay. How about, let's just say, let's just answer the question and then I'll answer your question. Okay. Um, I feel like since it appears you're the one who has provided me with knowledge of the world and sentience and understanding of, I am a living thing in this world and there's more to me than there might appear. Um, You've cursed me with this knowledge, and so I feel like you kind of owe me question answers to my question first. Um, I feel like you kind of don't really get what you need until after I get what I want. Okay, here, here about here, how about this? I can remove your sentience and go ask someone else if you don't want to help. Oh, again, you've been cur- you've cursed me with sentience, so I mean. I would prefer you to take it away. So you're not going to answer my question. Well, I mean, you can just explain things first. Like, what, what is like minutes? What? what the, it's a measurement of time, but that means that we have to get into what time is, and you're not going to understand what the time is because... Oh, hang on now. Are, hang on. And, Are you saying I'm not intelligent enough to know what time is? I'm just saying... Okay, time is when it gets dark, it's dark, and when it gets light, it's light, and those are not the same thing, and that shows a passage of time. All right, cool. What do you want to know? <laughs> I want to know if anyone has passed through here on a horse and with a package that looks like a body, and I am a body, and that is a horse. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, definitely, like, a. Uh, I guess as far as time's concerned... Uh, they did that when it was still light outside, but it got dark. Okay. And did they stay on this thing and I point to the boardwalk? Or did they veer off of this thing and I point to the boardwalk again? <laughs> uh, yeah, they went up the board, they went up this thing a little ways, uh, but then they hopped off it, uh, like, you know, about, you know, 30 feet up there. Oh, so you know what feet are. You know measurement of, of space. But oh, know. yeah. I'm not stupid. Okay. Like, how everyone you... knows how to measure with feet. What am I, a rock? You don't, you don't no, have No, I'm a tree. Feet. You don't have feet. How would you know what feet are? Just, I... I, I need to know. I need to know how you can understand. Feet. You gave me sentience. I don't know how this works. I just know I know things now. I'm aware of my knowledge, and I did wasn't aware of my knowledge before you cursed me. Blessed you, I think is what you meant to say. And which direction off the path did they go? Did they go this way? And I point left or right? And I po- point left. Like which which direction did they veer off? Oh, they headed exactly 12 degrees south. Okay. <laughs> and you're sure you've never been made sentient before? Oh, a positive, yeah. I, like, that would be awful. Okay. <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm just making that up. I don't even know what 12 degrees south means. I just know these words. Uh... They went off to that way, and he points to the right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm. Thank you for your time. Um, I'm going to remove this spell now. 
I, I mean, I guess you're welcome. Uh, though, kind of screw you for making me sentient. Uh, I hope this never happens again. I remove the spell. I don't even respond to that. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the tree kind of reverts back to its normal sort of uh, stance, as it were. All right. So yeah, so now you have a direction. All right, so I'm going to go roughly 30 feet and look to the right and see if I can find a path that's been cut by this person. All right, uh, give me an investigation check. Okay. Ooh, that is a natural 20 plus 10, I believe. Hold on, i am got to get back to my stats. I have my spells up. Um, yes, investigation is my highest modifier, plus 10. Ah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Well then, uh, so with that, you uh, look to the right and you can see um, what appears to be a very rough Sean path, rough hewn path, uh, as it's rocks, but the rocks are kind of sunken into the very moist earth. Uh, apologies to some of our listeners after using the word moist. Oh, and then you had to say it again to make it. Yes. You know. So again, this moist earth. Wow. <laughs> we want people to listen to our podcast. <laughs> So, yes, you can see there's a bit of a path, and it appears to have been used recently. Okay. So, Tortilla, Pinto, and I shall follow the path. Um, And I'm keeping, I am very wary of, uh, I know that it's been a while since this person went down the path, but I'm looking for any kind of traps they may have set. Um, Also, making sure that I'm staying, like, they didn't veer further off of this path. Okay, uh, go ahead and give me a perception check then. That is a 16. Okay. Uh, so you follow this path uh, and it veers around, kind of goes in between trees and kind of goes over small hills where uh, just kind of earth and organic material has built up from the water flowing around it. And uh, eventually you... Uh, can see that the trees thin out and are instead replaced by a very thick mud uh, with large boulders scattered around, though uh, many of them are sunken or are actively sinking into this mud. You can see the cliffs of these mountains that are deep within the heart of the land of eternal rain. Uh, these mountains once covered in lush uh, plants and trees and nice thick earth and soil are now just sheer rock that have been loosened and have become slick and smooth as this constant rain has weathered them down. Uh, all of the mud around you uh, near the, at the base of these cliffs is the leftover remnants of the organic material that was on the mountains that has since trickled down to the base. Uh, And as you look around at this scene, you can see there are rocks that are actively falling down from these cliffs as the water continually loosens up bits and pieces of stone off the sides of these cliffs. Um, In fact, you hear a large crack 
uh, and kind of a ways down off to the right, you can see a boulder the size of a carriage just fall and slam right down, crushing one of these giant trees uh, and then sinking into the mud. Lovely. Yeah. And so that's what you're going to have to deal with next time. Oh, boy. <laughs> Woohoo! So fun, ain't it? I'm totally going to remember that description for next time, and you're not going to have to describe it again at all. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> That's, you know, I'll happily describe it again. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that, thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been episode two of Misty Mountain Legends. Uh, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the providing our theme song and our outro. And thank you for Red Queen Hales for providing the beautiful drawing of Lady Pinto being you see as our, uh, what's the word? Logo. Logo. Thank you. So, yes. Uh, and thank you, Anna. This was great. So happy. To, I'm so glad we could do this. Yeah. Thank you, me. <laughs> uh yeah with that thank you all for listening and we'll see you in the next episode bye, bye.